0: This is George G and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong, powerful Joe DeSanto. Joe, are you ready to do this? I am, George. Thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate okay, it. have you on. Yeah. Joe is the owner of Play Louder. He's a fractional CFO, consultant, and authority blogger. He's, help, he's working to help individuals and business owners navigate their finances, increase their net worth, and plan for the future. Joe, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, well
1: uh what you just said is what i'm doing these days uh but i really have just kind of been a lifelong entrepreneur i like i like to call myself like a do-it-yourself entrepreneur um i'm more i'm like very hands-on and it's like i like school and i like getting i i like learning but like quickly i'm kind of like you know what we just gotta go get going on this and <laughs> you know learn a little bit along the way i i kind of you know kind of quickly run out on on the book prep i guess um And, you know, that led me to, uh, in my, what I call previous life is owning production and post-production companies in Los Angeles. Um, I, I was actually a photography major, believe it or not in college, uh, always loved business and finance though. And, and always wanted to own my own business. So I was always on this road of like, I want to pursue my creative interests, but I also want to like own a business, start a business at some point I ended up finding the perfect place to merge all my interests, uh, in, in the industry of production, post-production. And luckily saw, saw my dream through of owning the business, got that going. Um, when I was about 30 and also invested a lot along the way, like part of what part of what actually helped me to be good at business was adopting a good finance personal finance sort of regimen as a young person. Like I didn't have any like finance training. I wasn't a CPA or I'm not a CPA. I didn't go to school for that. I was like, I said, more of a creative person who liked business, but I started tracking my own finances and paying attention to that mainly out of fear <laughs> because I was going into debt, you know, in my after college and early twenties. And I was like, God, this is gonna be pretty, it's not going to be fun, but I got to like really pay attention to this. But it really helped me to um, get a, a good sense of how to run finances, you know, and I started to see that really, you know, your personal financial life is very much like a business. I mean, it's it's money in, it's money out. You need a net profit at the end of the day. If you don't have one, you have to reassess the business of you uh, and how it's going and you have to have a plan. So, um, so working on that just from my personal life really helped prepare me for owning a business. And I ended up doing uh, a lot of tasks, but one of them was managing the finances of the business. I was the CEO and CFO. And um what happened was is everything went well. It was going great, but we had a child. <laughs> Not that that's a bad thing, but having the child really forced my wife and I to kind of reassess our lifestyle. Like we we loved working, we loved the business. That was like my first child was the business. But once we had this the the real child we were like wow man we had you know kids take up a lot of time you know and it's like if you want to kind of we wanted to do it as best we could and we felt like our lifestyle of like working so much really wasn't lending itself to being the best parents we wanted to be so it's crazy it sounds we came up with this like cockamamie idea you know to blow up our life like just redefine how we were doing it try to figure out how to work less, have less stress so we could have, you know, a more balanced family life. And we ended up moving. We, we moved to, we did what I like to call, we, we retreated to cheaper ground. We moved from California to Florida and luckily both being entrepreneurial, but also being very personal finance minded and investing minded. Um, we did pretty well for ourselves. And you know, we created a nice uh, nest egg even though we were only in our early 40s. We were generating some uh, income from our investments and we we're like perhaps we can figure out, you know, and this was part of our goal, can we figure out like a like a like a, you know, less stress, like I said, less time commitment work, but also, you know, so make it kind of part-time, but also make it mobile because we didn't want to do some more traveling and kind of like, you know, unchain ourselves from from the uh, having a, like a, like a brick and mortar business and all that. And uh, we managed to figure that out. And now I do this, you know, uh, fractional CFO work. I've kind of took the one area of my business that I used to do and I've turned it into, you know, my, my gig basically. Uh, and that's how I make, you know, that income, that extra income from work that we have, I kind of call myself semi-retired now because I work part-time, but, uh, But we also decided to start the blog and and just kind of, I've become an evangelist now for like, you know, taking your personal financial life seriously, understanding that like, you know, no one's gonna do it for you. I really, uh, you know, tell people you need to treat your personal financial life like a business and you need to take it seriously. You need to have a plan. You need to have goals. You need to know where you're headed and how you're going to get there. Just like a business does, you know, you plan it out on paper, do your best to execute your plan and you adjust for, you know, things that come up along the way. So it's a, it's a different mindset, you know, about, about your personal financial life, but I think it's important. It's worked for me. And so, um, one, you know, with my current clients, who a lot of them are business owners, you know, I kind of start helping them with their business, and then I say, "You know, why are you doing this? You know I mean, you you're doing it because of your passions and so on, but you're also needing to to eventually set yourself up for you know your life down the road. That could be kind of retirement, that could be like a financial independent state. I call that like Act three of a four act life where, you kind of down you downshift to like a like a low you know less intense work life and a little bit more you know life oriented life especially after you have kids so you want to have all these choices um and the only way you have choices is to be prepared and you know have a goal
0: that you're working towards i love it Love how you described yourself early on as somebody who loves learning, but you just want to kind of roll up your sleeves and start doing the practical work and maybe get away from the books uh, quicker than most. And I credit you and your family for taking a big step back and saying, you know what, this is great what we're doing, but we sort of want to make a difference. And what would that look like? And where can we make this happen? And then you actually did it. Yeah, Um, it's. Tell you what, it's not, it's not, it
1: wasn't easy. I have to say changing your life in such a fundamental way is just like, it's It's like a logistical challenge even beyond like the massive emotional and, you know, mental challenge. Um, and you, you have a lot of like, kind of worries and regrets am i doing the right thing along the way you have to kind of stay on this course and it, it was it was a fascinating um experience it still is you know we're, we're still living it. we're living our new life but what kind of worked out nicely for me is when I left my business, my, my partners, who are awesome, they're my best friends, you know, they were supportive, though they were sort of confused, I think, like many of people we knew, because uh, I think a lot of people were like, you got it all figured out, you know, and understand what you're doing. Um, but they were like, hey, well, you know, we're going to have to figure out how to like you know find other people to do all the things you do um but like what if you just keep doing the finances like you could do that from far because no one's really ever none of them had ever really put their you know the head in the finances because i always did it and that kind of started this you know fractional cfo work they were like my first client and um it helped me actually, the, one, to get this going, but also helped me to keep in touch with, my, you know, a lot of my old friends on a more regular basis. Um, and because a lot of my other friends who own businesses, after I told them I was doing that, they were like, hey, are you doing that now? Like, would you do that for my business? Because I we really need that, you know. And, and fi- I found out that there is like this niche there where it's like, businesses that are not too big like my business clients range from like five to 30 employees or so like if you don't have a business person as that that's a partner um and say you just have like kind of two creative people that are partners or whatever there's this hole there and it's like they don't necessarily have enough money to justify a full-time cfo but they really need the advice you know and they need the oversight and they need the the analysis and all that Um, and it just, you know, created this little niche for, for me, you know, to do this kind of work, you know? Um, so I get to keep in touch with a lot of my old friends and, you know, uh, through working with them. Cause it's funny in Los Angeles, you know, it's a big place. You're so busy. Like if you don't live like next door to your friends, you might not see them for like six months. Like it just, time goes by so fast, especially once you have kids and you're working and you're trying to keep up with all that i luckily actually three uh, two of my three business partners we all lived in the same area of los angeles and El Segundo, so um we actually did hang out a lot of, even outside of work and the other one wasn't too far in C- culver city but some of my friends like we're on the other side of town you know and it's like we it, i almost talk to them more now in some ways sometimes I, I think which is kind of funny and then COVID happened and it It did put, like, you know, this idea of, like, being far away and still working together, like, very normal. So, it's kind of interesting. But prior to COVID, what we were doing was very novel. We were, like, working, you know, living in a less expensive area, you know, not living anywhere near where we were working and working remotely. And, like, the fact that we had figured that out for that time of, like, 2018, people were, like, fascinated by that. They're, like, wow, you could do that? And at that time, you know, my Florida is like not the cheapest real estate place in the world anymore either. But our town actually was quite reasonable when we moved here in 2018. You know, like compared to El Segundo, the same house with the same amount of land in like a similar kind of, you know, area was probably about one quarter of the price it was in Mm -hmm. El Segundo. Um, Probably that's a little bit. That disparity has been changed a little bit. Maybe it's more like a third, actually, because both markets have gone up significantly. But, like, real estate prices in our particular town have nearly doubled, you know, since 2018, which is bananas.
0: Yeah, there are so many different factors, the logistics, the mental, the emotional challenges that that, that go into that. But creating a plan, that's yeah. sort of – that is – Well, that's, that's not the first step. What is the first step? Just figuring out what it is you really want creating that vision. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I would
1: say absolutely. And that's, that's not that different than the long-term planning of like, whether you want to call it retirement or financial independence or whatever, you do have to figure out first, like, where do you want to go? You know, what, what is the destination? Like it's hard, you know, and then you make this sort of plan to get to your destination. And it's, that's, completely how I like frame a a lot of the, like the work I do when I do like coaching with individuals. Um, And I actually even have like a course, like a free and a paid course called the financial independence roadmap. And step number one is saying, you know, in 10 or 20 years, where do I want to be? Like, literally, do I want to be in like town? of am in, do I want to be in a less expensive town? Do I want to be in Europe? Do I want to be in South America? <laughs> you know, what do I want to be doing? If I, if I didn't have to work today in the way that I'm working, what would I choose to do? Because the truth is doing nothing all day is no fun. So you might, maybe you want to volunteer. Maybe you want to, you know, still work for money, but you know, not be under so much stress or whatever and you figure out what that kind of looks like. And then, you eventually put you know a number on that and you go okay how am i going to achieve that number you know and the move uh not all that dissimilar in that we're like okay what do we want out of our, this next phase of life we want to work less we want less stress we want more flexibility in our work we want lower overhead so we don't have to work as much and my wife could be you know full-time mom while our kid was young instead of being instead of us both working um And then we're like, okay, like, how much would that cost, you know, in a less expensive area? And then we're like, okay, well, if we have this amount of money coming in from our, you know, cash flow from investments in real estate, how much more money would we need? And they're like, okay, well, how could we make that? (laughs) You know, and it's like, it's not, it's all quite simple, really, you know, Um, but none of this is complicated math. It's basic stuff, but It just takes some thinking and, and, you know, more specifically setting some time aside uh, out of your busy life to like just put it on paper and go, Okay, you know, we have a goal now. We need to make the roadmap. Let's make that map. And then, you know, let's let's get on that journey,
0: basically. Yeah, it's it sounds simple and it's not it's not overly complicated, but it's so hard to do it that. It's it so hard. And and it's for all those reasons you're talking about. It's I think the, the it, biggest
1: reason people don't do it just in life in general, like not, you know, setting aside making a big life change because that's like its own little category of journey, but um, it's just time and interest. You know, I look at finances kind of like I look at people's hobbies, you know, like, Some people are into personal finance, like I am, as it turns out. And it's, I'm lucky that that's an area of life that like, I would, you know, I'm fine spend, I enjoy spending time working on. Some people like to exercise all the time. And they're lucky because that helps them with their health. You know, it's like a two for one. Uh, I ironically, really don't like doing exercise at all. And it's like a super chore. So, so I kind of say to people like, one, you're pressed for time, you know, in this busy world, especially once you have kids. And if you don't have that much interest in it, it's just like so easy to put, you know, to the wayside, you know, and just, you know, be like, I'll, I'll get to it. I know it's important. It's very much like exercise. You're like, I know it's important. I know I got to do it. I know it's for my own good, but like, it's just so hard. And I just don't feel like, doing it. you know, when I have the time. So getting over that is a really important thing. And and I do do kind of co- individual co- coaching with people. A lot of the people that I do that with, they call me and they're like in their forties and they're like, you know, I've been putting this off and now I'm starting to get stressed that like, maybe I haven't put enough time to it and I'm behind and I don't know what's going on. And we got, I got kids and they're like eight and the college is coming. You know what I mean? And it's just like, ah, ah, um, and it's very stressful, you know, it, so I, in that, I, I try to like help people kind of get set up. I mean, it does require some effort, just like exercise, I, you know, it's like financial fitness. You got to do a little bit of the, the, the homework and, you know, do and keep track of your stuff and have a plan, but I help people, you know, kind of stay accountable to getting set up to track their finances ha- creating a plan and then like checking in with them that, okay, like I'm keeping up with my exercise i look at my results versus my plan and i see if i'm on the right track and all that doesn't have to take that much time you know in your life but you'd be surprised like 20 years can go by and like you just like didn't do a couple saturdays you know where the work <laughs> for whatever reason but you know time time just goes by you know and then if you're not prepared i tell you what you know when you when you're older you think you're going to work forever, you know what i mean or or you you you're going to continue to love what you do but things change, you know what i mean or you might get aged out of your work. Like we worked in advertising and television and so on and you you see people get aged out and just kicked out of their jobs for younger, cheaper people all the time, right? Some of them are prepared for that, some of them are not. So like you you know you got to be prepared for like what's coming in life and it might be that it might be just you just like get tired of it you know and you're just like i just want to stop like i'm not happy anymore. i want to do something else i want to like pursue a passion i don't like my job anymore whatever you want to be prepared to be able to make those changes you know and have those choices you know so that's the it. fun way to look at it having choices versus just like uh oh, preparing for retirement which is like 30 years from now like why why am i worrying about that you know
0: um, so I think that yep, makes be, sense. being <laughs> prepared for retirement is not a super exciting and compelling thing, but being able yeah. to have choices when you are older and to do the things that you want, that, 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 that very much is. So I yeah. appreciate that. Well, Joe, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and how can they act to access the financial independence roadmap?
1: Yeah, uh, my website is the the number one place, playlouder.com. Uh, my slogans: work smarter, plan better, play louder, you know. Um, and on the website, truth be told, you can get all the information. I have in my courses for free if you, you know, fish through all of the the articles and, you know, kind of read it piecemeal. What I do with the courses is really just kind of distill the most important things and then in there also i give spreadsheets you know to do some calculations and map things out stuff that i created for myself that really helped me and then also like i give guidance on getting up with you know tracking your finances and some you know uh, head start items in there for that as well so the course just basically saves you a bunch of time, which is you know, why it costs a little bit of money. Um, but you can you can go the free route or the paid route on my website, but the information's all there either way.
0: Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Joe you your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to playlouder.com and take advantage of all the great resources that Joe has on the site. And check out the Financial Independence Roadmap. Save yourself time and gauge your interest level in doing this and to find out if there's an opportunity to to work with Joe. Thanks again, Joe. Cool. Thanks, George. Appreciate it, man. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.